a word from the Lord that God has given me a special message into all of you. All of you, many of you helped shape my life. Brother C.B. Benson, thank you, man. All of them, Kathleen Williams, all of you guys, thank you all for being who you are today. In this fourth message of our series entitled Community Matters, God said to us in this series, it is important for us to know that it cannot just be about us. It has to be about something bigger than you, bigger than your family, bigger than your church. The community supersedes all of that. Look at someone and say community matters. This is the fourth message in this series. The text is John chapter 1, verses 43 to verse 46. The New King James Version, and it reads, The following day Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael, and he said to Nathanael, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote about. He is Jesus of Nazareth, the son of of Joseph and here's where the text is found and the subject is found and Nathaniel said to Philip can anything good <laughs> come out of Nazareth <laughs> can anything good come from a place like Nazareth Philip said to him come and see and we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. Before you sit down quickly, look at someone. Here's the subject for today's message. And simply say to someone, something good. Clap those hands and take your seat. Something good. Something good. Listen, one of the unfortunate things about humanity. One of the unfortunate things about our society, both past and present, is that people are often unfairly judged or labeled by the communities they live in or the places they come from. Can I keep it real? That's a sad commentary about our society. Is that people that don't even know you will simply judge you by your zip code. By the communities you come from. Many of these unfair judgments, many of these, Mama Joe, unfair labels or based on circumstances and situations that are outside of the control of most of the people that live in these communities. People judge your community and judge you 
and knowing that things that go on are outside of your own control. Listen, here's what God said to me, and this resonates. And if you don't remember anything else, I want you to remember this because God spoke this to me. God said, it is important, Daryl, for you to help everyone understand that there are no bad communities. Can I say that again? Some of you looking at me cross-eyed. I don't know. There are no bad communities. Now, there are some very bad people who do some very bad things in every community. And to all you bougie uppity people, even in your community, they just do it behind closed doors, okay? There are bad people who do bad things in every community. However, there are also many good people who are doing some very good things in every community. Am I right about it? There are people whose names you do not know. There are people who coach little kids like Marsha Green and Eastway Park and others who do things that nobody writes about. Nobody talks about the people like Roxana Frazier. Nobody talks about Laura Jefferson's people who walk the street so that other people can get water and sewer. People doing good things in every community. God said just as it is important that we never unfairly judge or give up on any individual. It's important that we don't give up on any individual. The Lord said to me it is just as important that we do not unfairly judge or give up on any community no matter where you come from. Indulge me for a moment. Yesterday, I was the guest speaker in Manning, South Carolina at a prayer breakfast for Representative Kim Johnson. A wonderful time, had a great time. The place was packed. Many people were there. And God allowed me to speak on how you cannot give up on any individuals. And I shared part of my testimony. She asked, Pastor Jackson, I want you to preach. Say what God has laid on your heart. And I told them the story. Brother Mickey, you were a little younger than me, but you remember your sister Diane and Steenie knows, remember this. It, it was in the early 70s, around 1971, in which we were mandated to leave our communities and it was forced integration by busing to schools across town. Please don't be offended uh, if you're the other persuasion. I'm not, I'm not despairing all people. But let me tell you what happened to those of us. All of our lives, I went to elementary school across the street at the Atlas Road Elementary School. John Richardson and I and others, best friends even today, spent our times over there. I went to seventh grade at Hopkins Middle School. In eighth grade, they said to me, You've got to go to hand. It was called junior high school at the time. 
I did not want to go and they did not want me. Okay, just to be clear about it, okay. I didn't want them, they didn't want me. And they made it clear that they didn't want me or anybody else from this side of town. So on the first day of class, do I have time to preach this? First day of class, the bus takes us to hand. We go to the back and someone is standing out there. Law enforcement. I, th- I thought, well, somebody died or something. They had men with, 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 with guns and uh, standing out there, counselors. And here's what they said. Everyone from Bluff Road go to the left. <laughs> Literally. Everybody else, you all go to the right. We'll find you. But if you're from Bluff, raise your hands if you're from 48, Bluff Road. So we raise our hands. Go to the left. My friends can attest to this. Alfred Guest, myself, others were there. We got off the bus, went to the left. They put us in the classroom, shut the door. Somebody came in, and literally this is what they said. Our job is to make sure you behave. And if you behave, you won't have no problems here. We just want you to behave. They say, here's what we're going to give you so you can study. Literally gave us a Sports Illustrated magazine. Literally. And said, this will substitute for reading and writing an English equivalent. Pastor Bradley. And they said, this is, I said, well, where's the textbook? No, this is it. Sports Illustrated, read this. And they said, don't y'all want to hear about uh, Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier and all that? And when we got back on the bus, the guys on the bus said, man, I think we're going to like this school because all we're going to do is look at Sports Illustrated magazine. Our schedule had nothing of substance on it. No algebra, no uh, substantial math course. But yet, thank God, he always placed people in your life. Couple days later, can I testify? I have an aunt who's still alive today, lives in Atlanta with her son Kenyatta, Willie Mae Jackson, who taught at Booker T. Washington. Now uh, she was teaching over at Drea. So she picks me up, Chip's mom, picks me up for middle school one day. We're in the car and she says, Daryl, let me see your schedule. She sees my schedule and she sees all of these bogus courses and she says, where is your algebra? And I say, Aunt May, they told me I don't need algebra. They literally said to me, with what you're going to do in life, you don't need these kind of courses. My aunt slammed her brakes, made a U-turn in the middle of the street, drove back to hand, closed the door. I can see them through the window. She had all her fingers up in their face. She turned red. They turned red. Uh, The principal turned red. She walked out of the door. She said, give me your old schedule. I gave it to her. She tore it up. She said, here's your new schedule. You would be doing algebra tomorrow. Don't you give up on anybody. And the story goes full circle. Years later, this old boy from 48 that they thought could not be smart enough to do algebra was elected to the school board. 
Can I tell the story? I got invited to go to guess what middle school to speak. I'm invited to go to Hand Middle School to speak. I sit on the podium and lo and behold, I look in the audience and that same counselor was still there. It took all of my Holy Ghost for me not to call her name. But here's what I said. I got up and said to every teacher, to every counselor, don't you ever judge any student just by their zip code. You don't know where the next great contribution is going to come from. Look at somebody and say, everybody matters. Come on, say, everybody matters. I look behind you and say, everybody matters. We should take note that there is something good in everyone. We should also take note that there is something good in every community. What is needed are more people who are willing to embrace and celebrate the good and not just focus on the negative. So easy to focus on the negative. But let us celebrate the good. Let us celebrate the Mr. Lyles Williams who stayed in his community and was right there for every boy and girl, anything they needed. Let us celebrate the Josephine Halls. Let us celebrate other people who poured into now everybody, no matter who you are, you can think of somebody from your hometown that bless you. This is a good time for you to just stand to your feet for 10 seconds and clap those hands and give God your best praise. Come on. In our text, for the next few moments, in our text, it is an awesome, powerful text concerning something good coming from an unexpected place. Our text records the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry. In fact, John writes this first chapter of the book of John, and he begins with these iconic, theological, powerful words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. I'm setting y'all up for something. Nothing was made that was made. In him in him, that boy from Nazareth in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 14 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as the only begotten from the father John chapter 1 and then John the Baptist later on in this same chapter verse 36 John the Baptist sees Jesus coming and he declares the lamb of God 
that takes away the sins of the world. The rest of John chapter 1 records the selection of those 12 who became the first apostles of Jesus. The first two we find in the text are Andrew and his brother Simon Peter. Now according to verse 43, the next day, it says the following day, having selected Andrew and his brother Simon Peter, Jesus goes to Galilee. Here's the message. And he says to a man named Philip, follow me. Uh, follow me. Verse 45, Peter then finds a man by the name of Nathaniel. And Peter says, check this out, to Nathaniel, we have found him of whom Moses and the prophets of the Old Testament talk about. His name is Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Now listen to this. Nathaniel then says in verse 46, see Nathaniel was stuck on stupid. Nathaniel was so biased, so prejudiced, he didn't hear anything else Philip said. Philip said, this is the Old Testament fulfillment. He is Jesus of Nazareth. We found the Messiah. All Nathaniel could think about, he's from Nazareth. All he heard was this man is from Nazareth, Nazareth, the ghetto, Nazareth, the other side of the track, Nazareth, people there that not as influential as I am, Nathan, you thought, Nazareth, broke, busted, ugly looking people, they ain't got nothing, their mama ain't had nothing, their grandparents ain't never had nothing, can anything good can I preach come out of Nazareth that's all Nathaniel could think about his prejudice his bias uh, all of that was on full display Nathaniel could not hear when Philip said he is the chosen one he ignored the fact that he is the Messiah he ignored the fact that he is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. All he could think about was where is he from? Isn't that just like society? Folk won't even give you a fair chance having first judge you by where you're from. And some of you are so worried about that, y'all act embarrassed and ashamed. And they say, where are you from? Well, I'm, 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 I'm from Charleston. I'm from Charleston. No, you, you from a little area near Charleston, down in the deep country. But you know you're not from the peninsula of Charleston. You know how they are, uh, Pastor. Where are you from? I'm from Beaufort. No, you from Frogmore. Okay? Where, where are you from? You are, I'm, I'm, I'm from Columbia, but I made it known. Mama Joe, I make it known. I told him, don't get confused about it. When I went to the state house in 1993, I purposely drove out of Eastway Park, down Bluff Road, 
past Arthur Town, through Little Candy, past by Taylor's, got them put my hand on the Bible and say, thank you, Jesus. And when they asked me, where are you from? I said, well, let me make it clear. I was born in Taylor's. I moved to Little Camden. I moved to Arthur Town. I then moved to Eastway Park. And so God has I said, well, where are you from? I said, I'm from Arthur Town, Taylor's, Little Camden, Eastway Park. I'm from, they said, well, where is that? Is that Columbia? I said, I'm not from Columbia. I'm from Arthur Town, Taylor's, Little Camden, Eastway Park. Don't get it confused. I am not ashamed of where I'm from because I am who I am today because of where I'm. Somebody ought to give God a good praise from where you're from. Tell the Lord thank you. Tell the Lord thank you. I dare you to lift your hands and say thank you. You ought to thank God you from Johns Island. You ought to thank God you from Greeleyville. You ought to thank God you're from St. Stephen. You ought to thank God you're from Conway. You ought to thank God wherever you are from. God shaped you. God made you. Thank God you're from Wheeler Hill. Thank God. Thank God you're from Black Bottom. I told him, don't get it confused. There was a bottom, then there was a Black Bottom. Clint Lovers Lane. Don't get confused. Ooh. Don't ever be embarrassed of your origin because God placed you there to shape you and to make you. Thank God people poured into my life from all of those communities. Look at the text. I'm almost done. Uh, Nathaniel represented the view of not just one man but of many people who looked down on their noses from other people who were not from places where they were from but thank God for Philip said to the congregation this morning Philip you don't hear much about him in the Bible there are no biblical books that are attributed to the authorship of Philip. He doesn't write any books in the Bible. But I am convinced that three of the most powerful words in the New Testament came out of Philip's mouth. When Nathaniel said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip simply says, come and see. <laughs> Look at somebody and say, go and see for yourself. Philip didn't argue. He did not debate. He simply said uh, to Nathaniel, come and see. You want to know what can come out of Nazareth? Come and see. How many of you are glad to know uh, that God saw you? But here's the good news. With all of his prejudice. With all of his bias, the Lord still chose Nathaniel as a disciple. Ooh, somebody ought to say, that sounds like my testimony. Of all of your shortcomings, of all of your stupidity, of all of your mistakes, of all of your prejudice, God still chose you. 
God say, I'll still use you. I know you haven't always been where you are now, but I still chose you. Is there anybody glad that God still chose you? This is a good time to put a praise on the fact that God still chose me. Wave your hand at somebody and say, he still chose me. God still, God knowing everything about me, God still chose me. Listen, ah, Philip says to Nathaniel, come and see. People want to ask you, what, what about that community? Come and see. Some things you only know if you go see it for yourself. Come, don't you judge it if you haven't been there. I mean, don't, don't you label it if you have not been there. Ah, Nathaniel goes to see Jesus. He talks to Jesus. You know the story. Jesus says, here is an Israelite in which there is no guile. There is no deceit. Jesus sees Nathaniel comes and Nathaniel says to Jesus, do you know me? And Jesus says, I saw you sitting under the fig tree talking to Philip about me. Nathaniel went, whoa, <laughs> what kind of man is this? Who can see me before anybody else sees me? What's his name, y'all? Somebody say Jesus. What kind of man knows everything about me and still chooses me? What's his name, y'all? What kind of man is a heart fixer and a mind regulator? What's his name? What kind of man is a doctor in the sick room? What's his name? What kind of man is a lawyer in the courtroom? What's his name? What kind of man is a way maker, makes a way out of no way? What's his name? What is his name? Woo. Somebody say Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. And I want to help you out. Somebody say Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus not of Jerusalem Jesus not of Jericho Jesus of Nazareth Jesus the Messiah from Nazareth Jesus the healer from Nazareth Jesus the heart fixer from Nazareth Jesus the doctor in the sick room Woo! from Nazareth from Nazareth, from, give God a 30 seconds. Thank God for Nazareth. Thank God for Nazareth. I dare you to praise him. I dare you to praise him. Thank God for Nazareth. Thank God for Arthur Town, Taylor, Little Canyon. Thank God for Eastway Park. Bluffing State, Starlight, Washington Park. Thank God for Richard Street. Thank God for Atlas Road. Thank God for Nazareth. Woo. Come on, somebody. I'm done. I'm done. Stand to your feet and say, look what the Lord has done.
Wave at your neighbor, say, neighbor, he brought me from a mighty long ways. If it had not been, if it had not been, if it had not been, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, thank God for Nazareth. Thank God for Nazareth. Y'all gonna make me hurt myself. I feel like praising God when I think of his goodness and what he's done for me when I think of his goodness and how he... Thank you. Thank you, Mazalie Lloyd. Thank you, Alberta English. Thank you, Josephine Hall. Thank you, Josephine Anderson. Thank you, Lyles Williams. Thank you. Woo. Lift those hands and say, Lord, I want to thank you. Lord, I want to thank you. Lord, I want to thank you. Listen, we're done. Woo. All week long, I want you to just lift those hands and say, thank God for Nazareth. Because wherever you're from, that's your Nazareth. Thank God for Nazareth. I can't help but pass by. Sometimes, Brother C.B. Benson, I'm in my car. I'm coming back from the state house. I go through Taylor's. I park my car in front of Parent Thomas School. I looked at the place where my granddaddy lived, where my daddy was born. I drive down Swift Row. Y'all don't know about that unless you're from Taylor's. Uh, shotgun houses right next to a race, right next to a railroad track, Deacon Thomas Kennedy. My daddy in 1927 was born in a shotgun house on Swift Row in Taylor, South Carolina. And I pass by there right now and I stop my car and I know sometimes they think I'm crazy. I take my sons there. I took my wife there. I stop my car and I cry. I go to Edisto Court and I go by Taylor Oil Company and I stop my car and I cry like a baby. And I say, Lord, if it had not been for you, thank you, Lord. Anybody feel like thanking God? Say, Lord, I thank you. You didn't have to do it, but you did. Thank you, Lord. Look where the Lord has brought you from. You owe God a praise. You owe God a praise. God picked you up and turned you around. God has been so good to me. Three things I want to share with you as we conclude this message. Three things. Thank you for your patience. Three quick things. Takeaways, take a picture, get your phone out, take a picture of the screen if you can. Number one is this never unfairly judge or label anyone or any community. Please look at somebody and say, Don't you judge any place you have not been. Don't you judge any place you don't know. Ooh, something good can come from Nazareth. Second key takeaway insight 
today's message. There's something good in everyone. Don't ever give up on any young man, any young lady. One of the things I was so impressed about the other week, my wife, Andrea, others, Constance and others, Lisa knows went to Woman's Dial Loose final conference. Bishop Jake's transfer of the manor from him to his daughter. Now, help me if I'm a writer about it. I know with my wife, Andrea knows Tim. This was the same daughter that had the baby, right? Yeah. Look at God. Sarah Jakes. Teenage, am I right about it? Teenage mother. Bishop Jakes could have given up on her. I'm sure there's some people in the church who wanted him to give up on her. But just two weeks ago, she laid at his feet and he blessed her. And she is now a phenomenal woman of God. That could be your daughter. That could be your granddaughter. Don't you give up on anyone. And here's the third and the final insight. Not only is there something good in everyone, there's also something good in every community. Nazareth matters. <laughs> Ooh, your community matters. Don't ever be ashamed to tell people exactly where you're from. Exactly. Don't ever be ashamed. I am so proud of every place that have shaped my life. Ooh, I'm proud of it. I'm proud. We are who we are. John Richardson, my neighbor, my friend, since elementary school, we are who we are because of the places we've come from. And I'm proud about it. Ooh, something good in every place. Listen, the altar is now open. Pastor Marvin Sapp wrote this song. Regina Skeeter, our worship leader, and the team, they're coming. And the song is simply entitled, The Best in Me. <laughs> he saw the best in me when everyone else around could only see the worst in me. That's somebody's testimony. Someone is on their way to the altar and say, he's mine and I'm his. And it doesn't matter what I did. He only sees me for who I am. He saw, he saw the best in me. Come on, wherever you are, uh, come on, make your way down here. If, uh, yeah, listen, those of you that have been. saw the best in me <laughs> Ooh, uh, when everyone else uh, around uh, could only see the worst in me is that your testimony out there uh, yeah. Ooh, uh, yeah he, he saw, saw the best he saw the best in me Ooh, when uh, everyone else yeah. around
Just like my experience at Han Middle School, the moment you got off the bus before they even knew you, people had already decided what you were going to be. But thank God, they didn't have the final say-so. <laughs> I'm just so glad that God allowed me to live long enough to go back to that same school and look that same counselor in the face and say what you may have meant for evil, God meant it for my good. Come on, tell him again, Regina. Say, He's, He's mine. mine. He's mine. And I'm here. It doesn't matter what I, what I did. God only see me. Right here on your heart. Yes, when everyone else when around, everyone when else, everyone whoa, else around, they only see the worst in me. Yes, he did. He saw. Yes, yeah, yeah. God saw the best in me.
thank you. Thank you for this message. Thank God for Nazareth. <laughs> thank you for every place that has shaped our lives. Mm. Thank you for everyone. Thank you for the Jerry Hollises of the world. <laughs> thank you for those teachers and those community leaders. Thank you for people who helped to shape who we are today. And help us, Lord, to encourage everyone, no matter where they may be from, that there's something good in them and there's something good in where they've come from. <laughs> because we belong to you and our communities belong to you. Thank you, Lord, for those who are trying to decide right now, should I make Jesus my choice? Help them, Lord, on this day to say, I want him to be my savior. Others may have given up on me, but the Lord never did, and he never will. Thank you in advance for all the many blessings that will come our way. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And everyone said amen, amen, amen. Come on. Say the best, the best, the best, the best. What he sees, God saw it, God saw it. Somebody lift your hands and say the best. What he sees, I said what he sees, what he sees, the best. Yeah, what is he the best? What is he the best? What is he the best? He saw the best in me. Oh, come on, give God a praise for the word of God. Something good. Amen. We are so grateful. We want to remind you about our $7 vision offering. Amen. That's $1 per day. Amen. $7 a week for the vision, for the scripture says, without the vision, the people perish. Amen. You heard our pastor say, you heard our pastor say about the vision and real soon we're going to be breaking ground for our youth zone. Amen. Pretty soon we're going to be breaking ground for our youth zone. It's going to be right behind this building and we're excited about what God is doing for I thought about many years ago when I was just a teenager preteen we had the youth center which is now the fellowship hall and you know what that youth center helped save many lives because it kept us out of the streets I never got in trouble but I played at the youth center amen I was able to do those things that kept me here. So continue to give that $7, amen, $1 per day, $7 consecration. And we want to say a very special thank you to all of our community leaders, to all of those honorees. Yeah, we can thank God so much for them. A very special thanks to Reverend Brockington. I just saw where he had to leave the pastor of Brown Chapel AME Church. 
he was here, amen. Give God a praise for him. Came to help celebrate Mama Joe and my Aunt Audrey, and special thanks to all of those from the different communities. Want to let you know that we have dinners for our community leaders, their family members, and the honorees in our Office of Youth Development. That's the building right behind this church. If you would go, we have free dinners for you. And don't forget about that. And also, Pastor Jackson and Pastor Willie May would like to take pictures with all of the honorees and the community leaders after service. As you stand, once again, thank you for coming out. Thank you for this great service. To the members of Bible Way, don't forget that Tuesday night we started our live Bible study, a, book of, a study of the book of James, Living What We Believe. Amen. Pastor Jackson did an awesome job on last Tuesday. Come back out on this Tuesday as we continue that series. With uplifted hands, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. God, we thank you for something good, God. We thank you for our community leaders. We thank you for the honorees, God. God, that paved the way for many of us. We wouldn't be where we are without their support, and we say thank you. Now, God, dismiss us from this place, never from your presence. Let us find peace as we return to our destinations. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said amen. Thank you. God bless you. We'd like to thank each of you for tuning in and joining us for our broadcast. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, or if you're moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share it with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.